Hi, welcome to Sunday Brunch. Um, I'm really excited. We actually have our first um, popster guest to, um, this Sunday. Um, I'm really excited to introduce Alexandria Nolan. Um, she's been a really awesome supporter of our community and she's an author and she has an awesome travel blog and she's just all around awesome. So um, yeah, um, if you'd just like to introduce yourself, um, any fun facts, anything you'd like to say? All right. Uh, well, I'm Alexandra Nolan and I'm originally from Flint, Michigan and I currently live in Houston, Texas and uh, I love reading and traveling and uh, big bowls of soup and snuggling with my animals and mm-hmm. I eat a cookie every day <laughs> and I'm left-handed. Those are oh, my big, very cool. <laughs> those are my big things. Yeah. Um, what kind of animals do you have? Well, right at this moment, I have a small dog that is trying to climb my body <laughs> and, I have, and I have a cat. Yeah. Actually, um, is usually hidden. Yeah, I actually have um, my dog Deli on my lap right now because I need. I'm expecting the postman to come, and I knew she'd go mental. So <laughs> I, I figured if I have her on my lap, I might have a chance of keeping her quiet. Mine's always mental. He's just insane, but but you know he's 12 pounds, so it's pretty hard to avoid him. Yeah, yeah. Deli is only like I think about eight pounds. I'm still used to um, kilograms, but yeah, she's pretty small. Uh, kilograms. I always my my husband. And I travel in in Europe a lot, and we're like constantly. He's like uh, awesome with anything metric, but I'm mm-hmm. always. You know, I, I recently switched my phone over to like military time, like you use in Europe, and I'm mm-hmm. still. It's so hard. <laughs> I'm like, what does 15 o'clock mean again? Oh yeah, I actually noticed that when I moved to America, that um, Americans don't use that as often as no. we do. But I think it's, <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. <laughs> yeah, it's really um, interchangeable in Australia. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, it's interesting. It definitely makes things easier because there's only one, you know, one seven o'clock and one three o'clock on the mm-hmm. clock and everything else. Is, but anyway, it's just a big, it was, it's a, such a small thing, but it's such a big thing too. It's a difference. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned like that you travel a lot. Um, that's something that I, um, when we first um, met each other, were like online, um, you were telling me that you were about to go on a trip. Um, and then I've been reading your blog ever since and you've gone on some like really awesome trips. So I was just wondering if you could, um, like what is your favorite place that you've ever been to? Um, my favorite place that I've ever been to is Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. It's just hands down. It is my, I don't know why either. I mean, we've, we've been a lot of places, but it just always feels like home when we yeah. get how I, we have our friends there and we just immediately fall into the routine and and I just it's just everything about it so just comfortable and okay I, I would really see myself living there yeah well, we'll that's, that's interesting I really want to go to Holland I'm actually um my opa's from Holland um mm. yeah but I've I've never been there myself um, oh you've, you've got to go it's amazing yeah my best friend's actually moving to london next year so i'm i'm thinking that maybe i might save up and then go and visit her and maybe do some side trips 
Oh yeah, that would yeah. be incredible. One of my best friends lives lives in London, mm-hmm. and I haven't. It's the one place I haven't made it out to yet because it's so much more expensive. Yeah. Than the pound is yeah is not does not translate well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always really tricky. I think, like as an Australian, when we travel, we tend to. When we did our first week um, overseas trip, we went to America and we went on a road trip for like six weeks and kind of spent all of our money for the next few years. So kind of like have to work myself up to going to Europe. Cause I, well, that's I just, what I hear about going to Australia, though, that you have to go like everyone we talk to, we meet a lot of Australians in Europe and they're always saying that if you come, you have to come for at least two weeks or else you won't see hardly anything. Yeah, I know. I a lot of people contact me and they say, oh, they're going to go to Australia for like a week and then they want to go to the Great Barrier Reef and do a road trip and then go to New Zealand. Like, nope, you'll only... (laughs) You won't get there. (laughs) No way. You need like probably six weeks to do all of that. Yeah. If you want to do it leisurely. Yeah, it's huge. Um, But most Australians, like I've seen more of America than I have Australia, which is kind of sad, but... I think that's probably... I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot from people yeah. that live in Australia, too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when you retire, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but it used to be the thing to do, like buy a camper van and then, you know, do the trip around Australia. Um, yeah. I've only been to, like, Cairns, so that's in my home state. I'm from Brisbane and Sydney mm-hmm. and Melbourne. Um, and Sydney a few times, like for visa um, trips, but yeah, no real big wow. trips anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's on my list, but I've got to make some time and mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, figure it out. There's so many places to go. Yeah, you got to work yourself up to the flight. It's so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess like another huge part of your life is um, books. So. I just wanted I always find it really interesting like um you know I haven't actually I haven't spoken to an author before so it'd be really interesting to hear like how you became an author and like how you broke into the industry well um I became an author originally just because I love to read and mm-hmm. I read and read and read and read and every book that I read I just like devour devour it whole. I always think about it in terms of eating for some reason. Like I'm just opening up my mouth and just just swallowing the whole book. I just mm-hmm. can't stop. But I never really thought about being a writer. I just always liked reading so much. Um, but then I was kind of finding as I've gotten older, and I, I taught school for I taught English and stuff for a while, and I, I found I found that like I'd be searching on Amazon or in a bookstore or something looking for books that I wanted to read. And either I, I've like read all the ones I was interested in or I, just, I was kind of not finding books I wanted. And I was thinking, you know, I wish, you know, this, there was a book about this mm-hmm. or on this topic. And so I finally just kind of realized that if I wanted a book on that topic, then maybe I should try writing the book on that topic or, you know, not that story. Yeah. And, um, Another part of it was that you know, being from Michigan, there's a lot of there's a lot of really really interesting historical Michigan history, and Michigan's just a, a really amazing place. There's so mm-hmm. many contrasts. Like the North, there's so much so much wilderness. It's just you know beautiful forests and you know the seasons, and there's ten thousand lakes in the state, and you're never more than ten miles from water at any point in time. And then in the South, 
of Michigan near Detroit. It's, you know, it's like industry, Motor yeah. City. Like. Yeah. So there's so much interesting stuff there, and there's really not anything written about it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's written about, you know, Old West and San Francisco and, you know, early American, you know, uh, 413 colonies and, and, mm-hmm. and Civil War stuff, but there's just not a lot of, of Michigan stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I thought there was a void there. I thought that was such an interesting place. And, I mean, I don't really read a lot of Americana, but I, I read a lot of, you know, European and British literature type things. But I'm not from Britain, and I don't think it's authentic to write about something mm-hmm. that you don't know about. Yeah. And so, and then I guess the other part of it is a lot of the Americana stuff is always, like, the, the historical Americana stuff is always, like, oh, you know, we were so poor living on the frontier and we've got dirt all over ourselves or something. And I don't want to read about that either. But yeah. a lot of the places in, in Michigan were actually quite posh. Okay. And you know, there's so much money in yeah. industrial Detroit and yeah. in up in the fort and Mackinac Island. So I guess to bring a, a long rambling answer to a close, I just thought, hey, you know, this is an interesting thing. This, there's some beautiful, you know, society culture things happening in Michigan and people should know about them. Mm. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, like when we went on our road trip, it was six six weeks long, but we didn't really get to spend a lot of time in each place. Um, mm-hmm. And then we visited Michigan, and the only place that we went to, um, you know, was uh, downtown, like Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it'd be really interesting, like you were saying, you know, that the northern part is so different, and there's a lot of like forest, and that would have been really interesting to see, like. You, you read about Detroit and, you know, what's happened to um, that city, but mm-hmm. it would be really interesting, you know, to um, read about, like, historically what it was like. Um, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's so different. I mean, historically, like, the book I'm working on right now is set in, like, industrial, like, 1900s Detroit. Uh-huh. And back then, Detroit was, like, a really cool place yeah. to be. Like, that's where the motor industry is starting yeah. and that that's where everything is happening. Like that uh-huh. was the place to be. And that's obviously not how people think about it now. Yeah. But back then that was very posh to yeah. be in Detroit. Yeah. I guess so. like back then it probably would have been, um, like what Silicon Valley is now. Like that yeah. was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's where if you were an innovator and you had some, you know, some new fresh ideas, that's where you went because mm-hmm. that's where things, that's where Edison was with his laboratories and all of his electricity. They moved from he moved from New Jersey to Detroit, and mm-hmm. Henry Ford's opening up the Ford Motor Company. I mean, that's that's a pretty like life changing, you know, world changing history happening yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, there's just not a whole lot about it. I mean, people. Hmm. Um, you know, and we fill yeah. a void, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you said that you're working on a new book. Is that what your new book is about, or? Um... Like yeah, your previous I, books as well. I'm kind of moving on. I'm kind of <laughs> moving around Michigan. The uh, yeah. the first one was set um, in my dad's hometown, Traverse mm-hmm. City, which is um, it's a beautiful town on, on a city on Lake Michigan, and there's a asylum there, and um, insane asylum, and it's just this gorgeous old mm-hmm. building. Um, yeah. It's on the cover of the book, and. Um, and so I thought, geez, you know, I read about some of the history of the place, and there was some pretty creepy stuff. So I thought yeah. that would be good. Um, and then the one that, and then the book I just came out with is set in Mackinac Island, which yeah. is this beautiful tour, tourist place. Um, 
It's actually set on a boat going on Lake Huron between Detroit and Mackinac Island, but most of the action's on Mackinac. And then the one I'm working on now is about, yeah, industrial Detroit, sort of. It's like a fantasy time flip type mm-hmm. novel. But a lot of it, the main point of it for me was writing about, you know, galas and innovation and kind of digging deep into what was happening in Detroit. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm actually really interested to read that. Um, like, I'm not sure if I mentioned to you, but we moved offices like two weeks ago. Um, and this place used I thought to... I it online. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I've been so slow with getting everybody's orders out. I'm just like unpacking and packing at the same time. Um, but this place was actually an old um, car factory. So they made... Oh, wow. Yeah, they made steam cars here, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that is, and there's a, a period right in the beginning of the of the 20th century where they didn't really know if they were going to go with, you know, steam automobiles or, you know, gas-powered, oil-powered, mm-hmm. petrol-powered automobiles, and obviously petrol one, but yeah, uh, but steam, I mean, how much, we're like just breaking back into, you know, efficient, clean fuel, so mm-hmm. like how awesome that would have taken off, imagine if you're, if the factory that you're settled yeah. in now would have taken off. Yeah, I don't really know too much of the history. I mean, there's like a, a bunch of um, photos at the front of the building and a little bit of the history, but I don't really know what happened. And yeah, I don't know a lot about the car industry and why there's probably an obvious reason why fuel won. I'm not sure. Maybe you know about that or? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't really, I know yeah. that you know, obviously there's there's oil lobby all, all along. Yeah. yeah, oil, yeah. It, something you can make money off of yeah that that makes sense (laughs) yeah it always boils down to that i should have realized um you're an innovator too though i mean i guess that that would be things like that would be interesting to you too Mm -hmm. i mean san francisco is kind of a place that things are happening yeah definitely and like that's the biggest reason why we relocated to um san francisco like um when we started Pop Basic, it was kind of just a hobby, and I was mm-hmm. I was wanting to teach myself how to program. Um, and Cohen, he's a software engineer, um, mm-hmm. and then he was working at a company, and then that company closed down, and we're like, yeah, we should just do this. And um, we figured if we were going to move to Sydney, which is like the the biggest city in Australia, and where a lot of like um, the tech scene is we may as well just move to San Francisco which kind of sounds crazy um but no. yeah so we moved in like two weeks and we'd been here oh Dilly my dog's getting comfy <laughs> um we yeah we moved in two weeks and we'd been here like a few times before and we just really liked the environment like it 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 just feels like it's the future I don't know if that sounds really strange but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I absolutely believe in big, I mean, I am like a huge risk taker, big, you know, I make big decisions really fast, and I think that those are always the best ones, is those decisions mm-hmm. where you go, you know, yeah. with it, let's go. And, yeah. I mean, obviously it's working out, so. Yeah, no, it's, it's something, right? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Sometimes, like, I, uh, I still think I'm in Australia, and I'm like, oh, I live on the other side of the world, like, it's, I couldn't have moved further if I tried. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I love it. It's really cool. 
Um, oh, something that I had on my list to ask you about, and this is probably going to sound really geeky, um, but something I really want to do when I do go to England is visit a castle. And I saw that you visited a castle. I was wondering if you mm-hmm. could just, like, tell me, um, I can't remember what it was called, but, like, tell me where that was and um, do you know any of the history of that? Of the, of the specific castle that mm-hmm. we were at? Yeah. Um, I'll be, so it was, the, the, the part of the castle that we went to was just outside of um, Shannon in Ireland. Uh-huh. And it was called Bunratty Castle. And it oh, was yeah. attached to, like, a folk park. I don't know what they have in, in, I don't know if they have anything like this in San Francisco or in Australia or anything. But near where I'm from in Michigan, they have a, a place called Greenfield Village that was mm-hmm. put together by um, Henry Ford. And it's basically, he just took a bunch of old buildings and rebuilt them all brick by brick and set them all up in, like, a town. Well, they did the same thing there. They, like, took all these different old buildings, like, from different sites in Ireland, I think nearby, though, and rebuilt them in this town. And then they put the, it was all next to the castle, though. Okay. So the town's, like, 18th, 19th century or something, and then the castle's, like, 15th century Mm-hmm. Or I think like the original one was built by it's built like in the thirteenth century. It was like real old. Wow. And then, um, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? The guy that was at the castle, like the main the main person that's like known for it is uh, a guy named something Penn, the P E N N, the mm-hmm. same guy whose ancestor came and founded Pennsylvania. Oh wow. That's yeah, so like that was yeah, it was very strange. I actually don't know much about the, the castle itself because we um, didn't take a we didn't take a little flyer about it. Yeah, and we were really on our way to Dublin, and I was just you know tugging on his sleeve like a child, saying, "Yeah, oh please, 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 please go to the castle." <laughs> and, and my husband said, "You know, sure." And um, we didn't have very much time, but it was. It was absolutely incredible. It was like, um, I mean, my husband's Irish by descent, and okay. so I was just, you know, we were walking by all these different, you know, thrones and, you know, old, you know, beautiful four-poster beds and stuff, and kind of, you know, pretending, picturing him, like some ancestor of his feasting mm-hmm. or something in the hall. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just a very old, all stone inside with some very questionable-looking bathroom facilities. <laughs> type of oh that's so interesting um yeah like, I'm really fascinated by things like that and I can't wait to visit like in Australia we you know Australia is quite um young we don't have a lot of like um historical buildings and we don't have castles obviously um yeah, yeah. like America <laughs> yeah um yeah, sorry. I'm just looking at my little list. Um, so yeah, what was your what would you say is like your favorite travel memory? Uh, well I've got a few. Uh in Paris, uh, me and my husband bought some fresh strawberries from mm-hmm. they're shipped in from Normandy at just some little market and we sat underneath the Eiffel Tower drinking like local wine. Yeah. And I thought that was very romantic. We like sat there until the all the lights started coming on the Eiffel Tower, and so it was twinkling, and you know, Aww. very happy to be married right then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then uh, I guess this last summer, my best friend Maria, she lives in in Italy. She took me and my husband into Naples, and I was mm-hmm. very nervous about going because Naples—I'd only been there once before, and it seemed very dirty and terrifying to me. Yeah. 
And, but she took us in to um, for pizza at this place that's literally known as being the best pizza in the world. And it's, and it, I think it was. It was, oh, really? it was, it was amazing. So Do those you, were, oh, those are my top ones, I think. But, oh, cool. So I'm like fascinated by the pizza. I love pizza. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. Everyone, you get your own. Everyone gets their own pizza, not your own slice. You get like your entire own pizza. Wow. It's very thin. And, um, you know, it's, oh, God, it was was absolutely incredible. Do you remember um, what the pizza place was called? It was called Sorbillo, Mm -hmm. um, S-O-R-B-I-L-L-O. I I guess there's a couple, there's like one or two on that same street that are like, you know, in contention for the best. But Mm -hmm. we spent the night at like a bed and breakfast day before we left Naples to fly back to the United States. And, uh. We told the guy, the, the proprietor of the of the bread breakfast that we'd been to Thorbillo. And this was up in like Herculaneum mm-hmm. uh, in Italy. And he goes, Ah, Thorbillo, the greatest pizza in the world. And I was <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> I guess it must be. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I'm actually we're thinking of getting married next year. Um, if we can like fly back and organize all of that, but I'd love to go to Italy for our honeymoon and just eat pizza the entire time. So oh, that's where ours was. We had ours on the Amalfi Coast for oh, cool. two weeks, and we went back this past year and did uh, our second honeymoon and went yeah. back. Awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> go as often as you can. I will. I just want to go and eat the pizza. <laughs> if you Sounds... do go, let me know, and I'll give you my list of, of the best. So. Okay, that would be awesome. Actually, that'd be really cool to do like a travel um, blog post. I don't know if I mentioned this um, yet, like on our Facebook page or anything, but we're relaunching our blog and it's going to be, um, you know, have a lot more content on there and like um, travel and like food recipes and things like that. So that'd be cool oh, to wow. have like, yeah, um, we could have like a, a list. Um, that'd be really cool. I, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll let you know as soon as we launch that. Um, yeah, so seeing as we're having a Sunday brunch online, um, I wanted to know, like, what would be your perfect brunch? If you could have brunch with anyone, who would it be? And what, most importantly, what would you eat? So I saw this when you sent me, you know, some, some some questions. I saw this on there, and this is this is something that always I think about this all the time. You know, usually yeah. not with friends, but I think about like dinner. People always ask, you know, who would you have dinner with, alive mm-hmm. or dead, or you know, whatever. And it's always so tough because there's so many people that come to mind. But honestly, the more I thought about it, the more the same person kept coming up in my mind. Yeah. And it's going to be really maybe cheesy or boring, but. I would definitely choose my husband and yeah. because, because <laughs> all the famous people that I admire, you know, or yeah. you know, whatever would want to pick their brain. I don't know if they'd want to eat brunch with me. Oh, <laughs> like, no. I want someone that. who wants to, like, I want someone who, who wants, like, who wants to go with me just as much as I want to go with them. And yeah. that would be, and that would be him, you know, yeah. we have so much fun that, yeah. and then more importantly, like you said, the, the food, um, we would definitely have these, there's these waffles in Antwerp that are like, they're like, I don't know how to describe them. There's actually a place in San Francisco that has some that are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're inside of that, uh, that building right on the water. I can't think it's going to kill me, but it's, 
It's in this big shopping area in San Francisco. It's like oh, right on the um, Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. The um, Fisherman's Building? Yeah. yeah. No, no, not right. Fisherman's Worth. You know, it's on the other end. I'll figure okay. it out and send it to you or something because you have to have it. Like, they have waffles <laughs> there. And they're made like, they're, they're made from yeast instead of like regular waffles are. And they use like a different type of batter. Yeah. And they get like really, really fluffy and they cook the sugar right into them. And they are, I mean, unparalleled, the most amazing waffles in the world. And I would just sit there. And if I was going to have brunch with anyone in the world, this is my perfect experience. I'd probably eat 10 of them with a good cup of coffee. Yeah, that sounds really good. And I I have to go to um, get some of these waffles, seeing as I'm so close by. Oh, yeah, they're right near you. Yeah. Um, so when you were saying that you were having trouble thinking of who to have brunch with, I thought, um, seeing as you're an author, I probably should have said that you could choose a character as well. So, I mean, if you can't think of one off the top of your head, but like, would you, is there a character in any book, um, that you'd want to have brunch with? Oh, absolutely. Um, so this might be a little weird or obscure if, you know, people don't (laughs) read like older books or anything, Mm -hmm. but. There is a character in uh, David Copperfield named Mr. Micawber, and he's just always, he's just like this big woe is me type character, and I just, I'm just crazy in love with, with, with him. I just think he's so interesting. I'd love to have a brunch with him and just hear these, you know, bipolar type fantastic stories on <laughs> one end and these woe is me type stories on the other. Yeah. Hmm, that sounds interesting and I guess you'd probably have like really um I don't know that character but he sounds like he'd have like a very interesting brunch oh he would and strangely <laughs> enough now that I think of it he at one point like loses all of his money and I'm sorry spoiler alert for um uh, David Copperfield but he loses all of his money and he gets he like leaves to go to Australia where yeah. he becomes like the mayor of the whole town in Australia and is wildly successful and happy oh. and rich so, <laughs> so really cool. tie in with with your mother country. Yes. So. <laughs> I was, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So this has been really fun. Um, thank you so much for joining us for Sunday brunch. Um, and I think it would be um, most appropriate to ask you um, if you could recommend any book for 2015 um, to our popsters. Um, what would it be? Um, well, besides my own, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should I, say what that is and like where popsters can find you so they can um, go and get uh, a copy well, for themselves. Well, my newest book is called, it's got a kind of an unwieldy name, but it's called Starlight Symphonies of Oak and Glass. Mm-hmm. And it's available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, um, BooksAmillion.com, and then in some bookstores mostly in Michigan. Uh, and you know you get paper it's in paperback and in Kindle so mm-hmm. and then um, you know all the other all my other works are available in the same places uh, but besides you know my, my shout out to myself kind of <laughs> I have um, I really enjoyed recently I read the first two books of this series called The Paper Magician by Charlie Holmberg mm-hmm. and um, they are they're fantasy type books but they're written very very well very imaginatively to the point where like while I'm reading them I was thinking like oh my gosh this is such a beautiful fantastic thing like I can't believe somebody you know conceived this in their mind like it was that 
it's really beautifully written, though. And um, the third book comes out in 2015. So mm-hmm. I don't like series that are terribly long. I, they get kind of too much. But I really enjoyed that. It's by a woman author named Charlie. And since my I always go by Alex, I kind of like to meet people who have boy names that are girls, too. So. Oh, cool. That sounds really interesting. I think I might um, go and look that up. Like, I love buying books. This is this is probably terrible to admit to an author, but I always start them and then um, kind of stop and then get a new book. And then I have, like, a whole bunch of half-read um, books, which is terrible. <laughs> it's, it's really funny that you say that because um, the book I put out in last March was a book of short stories and a lot of people that I talk to are like oh I don't really like short stories and I never buy a book of short stories but my mm-hmm. father has the same problem that you just said like he always says he picks up he'll pick up a book and then he'll read you know a couple chapters of it and then he wants something new and so he picks it up and yeah. he picks up something different and so he said he really really liked my book of short stories and because of my book of short stories you know other short story books too because he would notice like he could pick up the book read 10 pages that was a whole story and then the next day he could pick it up or, you know, a couple of days later when he wasn't busy again, he could pick it up and read something else. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to, like, start over again or be like, what was it I was just reading because yeah. of something. So I think I think more people should read short stories, not just mine, but uh, short stories yeah. books because that's perfect for busy people, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us and uh, thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed Uh, my Sunday brunch with Alexandria. I had a lot of fun and I'm really, really happy that you are our first um, Sunday brunch guest. Thank thank you. you so much.